The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Today's episode of the All Angels Podcast is brought to you by Sportstream, your digital water cooler. Sportstream is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They are here to help us grow and hate your favorite team. A rising tide floats all boats, so go check them out online and on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. Spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. Oh, got it, got it, got it! 33! Center field, Marsh leaps, and he got it! Is it normally? High fly ball, deep left field, oh, 27! Does it again! Through this year. Wall sends it well out to left center field! And it's gone! He went to Jerry! This is Brandon Marsh for Los Angeles Angels Baseball. You listen to All Angels Podcasts. And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Garcia. And before we get into talking about the beginning of this White Sox series, I want to remind you guys to make sure and follow us on our social media feeds at Halo underscore Haven, both on Instagram and on Twitter. We like to, to talk to you guys, answer DMs, comment on photos and stuff like that. So any kind of little uh, interaction we get there, we love. And if you're not on social media, you can always reach out to us on our email. That is allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Again, allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Any ideas, comments, concerns, um, whatever. We're trying to do this, make this better for the for the listeners, for you guys, because you guys make this fun. You guys make this worth doing. Another thing <laughs> that's being really fun this year, that is the Angels start to the season. Um, the Angels take on the Chicago White Sox coming off that four-game sweep of the Cleveland Guardians winning five games in a row. So the first game in Chicago was supposed to be a Noah Syndergaard game, supposed to have him take the mound after his first couple outings with the Angels have been absolutely spot on. Uh at the beginning of the year, we're talking about, you know, low risk, high reward kind of signing with Noah Syndergaard, and he's definitely been paying off on that end. But before the game, we got news that he was scratched due to illness. And if you remember, this seems like an illness that's been kind of bouncing around the clubhouse for this first month of the season. Trout, if I remember correctly, had it right before the season started when the Angels took on the Dodgers and the last couple spring training exhibition games, whatever you want to call them. He missed a couple of those. And then you had Rendon miss a day with with illness. And then you had Brandon Marsh last week miss a couple games with illness. And now it's Noah Syndergaard who got scratched from his Friday start. So what ended up happening pretty much turned into a bullpen game with uh, Jimmy Herget on the mound taking the first part of the game, I guess you want to say, going into it, we weren't necessarily sure how much of the game 
he was going to go and and pitch if he was going to be a one inning guy, two inning guy, or anything like that. But what ended up happening, he's actually ended up having a really good beginning of the game. He was able to go three innings, only giving up one hit and only giving up one earned run with two strikeouts. But the Angels' offense stayed hot this beginning part of the game to give him some breathing room in the top of the first. Taylor Ward stays hot even in cold Chicago. Taylor Ward drives that one left field, hits it well. Taylor Ward lead off home run. The guy is on fire. One nothing Angels. And not too far after that, Shohei Otani, who has been struggling at the plate this year, I think it is obvious to see that batting him first, batting him third, batting him fourth, batting wherever doesn't necessarily fix it. He has been struggling for one reason or the other, but he's still able to produce power, and that's exactly what he does right here. Otani, left center field, and hit well and deep, and it has been a minute, but Showtime is back. His fourth home run, it's 2-0 Angels. So that would be a quick 2-0 lead in the top of the first for the Angels. Now in the bottom of the first is when Herget ended up giving up that one run to make it 2 to 1 still in the Angels favor. But after that, Angels bullpen absolutely locked everything down. You had 3 innings from Jimmy Herget like I mentioned. You had 2 innings from Austin Warren, an inning from Archie Bradley, an inning from Loop, an inning from Tapera, um, a third of an inning from Myers and Iglesias comes in to get the final two outs of the game, leading to an Angels victory 5 to 1 to extend that winning streak to 6 games very good game played very much um what they needed as Noah Syndergaard was scratched you weren't too sure you know pitching wise what you're going to get but when you end up scoring five runs you, you feel confident whoever is on the mound and whoever is pitching that that should be enough for them and that should be they should be able to carry the carry the way uh, this bullpen carried the way and this bullpen looks really really good and really promising, and obviously, as an Angel fan, this is probably one of the best bullpens Angel fans and Angels have had in, in some time, like, you know, five, six, seven years probably, but it's really good to see that this offense and this pitching staff is kind of clicking at the same time. There's been so many times before where you feel like the pitching has been on a roll, but offense couldn't get any runs and vice versa the offense was getting six seven runs a game but the pitching was giving up nine or ten so it is good to see that both sides of the ball if you will are are clicking on all cylinders and another huge game for for taylor ward again as he continues to stay hot he ended up getting three hits off of five at bats two rbis i mentioned the home run earlier um great great game rendon had a couple of hits uh, Otani got a couple of hits, so it's really cool to see that this whole top of the lineup is really producing Ward. Um, this game was Ward, Marsh, Trout, but normally you would think it would be Ward, Trout, Otani, Rendon. So we'll see how Marsh – that's something interesting to you see during this series is where are they going to put Brandon Marsh? They have been kind of working him around the, the lineup. This game he batted second. In the past, obviously, you've seen him bat um, lower in the lineup. So – it does seem like as Brandon kind of stays hot, even though he struggled in Chicago, that they are going to kind of move him up in the lineup or move him back down if he's struggling. So that seems like a guy that's going to be moving up and down the lineup all year long. 
So coming into Saturday's game, there was a lot of talk about weather, either delaying the start of this game, maybe cutting it short, or just completely raining it out in general. But luckily, the weather held off enough to start the game with Jose Suarez on the mound. Suarez needing a good start, needing some kind of momentum. He has really struggled at the beginning of this year. And you just started wondering how much longer the Angels are going to go with him in that spot in the rotation. Can they bring in a different guy to be that what ultimately is going to be like the sixth man in the rotation? And he really needed a strong outing in this game. And it didn't start off well when Tim Anderson hits a home run off the very first pitch he saw in the game. And that would make it 1-0. Luis Roberts would homer uh, later in the game to make it 4-0 in the fifth inning. And that would be all for Jose Suarez. So you have a 4-0 lead in the bottom of the fifth inning. And as that inning concluded, the rain really started to come. And that rain really started to pick up. You saw throughout the game that it was a little drizzle here and there. But at that point, it really started to pick up. So in the sixth inning, um, kind of a weird situation. So you have Ward that gets called out on strikes. Marsh gets caught out on strikes or swings on strikes. And then you have Mike Trout come up with two outs. Has a really long battle with uh, the pitcher of the Chicago White Sox. He has a 2-2 count. And that's when the skies opened, if you will. And the rain just started coming down. You ended up having just over a one-hour rain delay for this game. And the rules were simple as far as a completed game. It got past the fifth inning with the home team up, and they've already had kind of like their last outs kind of deal. So at any point, they could have called this game, and it it could have been over after five. But luckily, they were able to get back uh, after that hour rain delay. So you were hoping as Angel fans that the Angels were going to be able to find a way to get into back into this game. But unfortunately, they didn't. Uh, a lot of zeros on the board in the hit column for the Angels. A lot of uh, strikeouts for the Angels. Eight total strikeouts for the Angels this game. And the Chicago White Sox would end up breaking that six-game win streak of the Angels, winning 4-0. to zero. And again, I don't know how much of it the weather had to do with it or how much the start and stop of it um, the uncertainty of even knowing if they're going to play or not in this this weather. But the uh, bats have been absolutely cold for the Angels in this game, something that you do not see very often. But it's one game. It's, to me, not a huge deal. Like I mentioned, you win six in a row and then you drop one. That's not, to me, a big issue at all. It's how you respond in the next game. And as long as you don't let that one loss turn into two, three, four losses in a row, a loss here and there, is, is, isn't going to be a big deal. You hear it talked about all the time about baseball, you know, is about failure, especially when you're, you're, you're batting. But you look at it this way with 162 games, you know, every team's going to win a hundred or win 60, lose 60. It's kind of depending on what that you do with that hundred. And as long as you can minimize the losing streaks, the angels or anything for that matter, will have a very good season. So, Now that means going into Sunday. Normally that means the last game of the series as we record this Sunday night. But unfortunately, or I don't know if it's unfortunately, but there is a game Monday, the the very rare wraparound series where you start on Friday and you end Monday. So this will be the last game for this podcast 
So you might be listening to this right before the Monday game, I believe, is at 11 o'clock West Coast time. But this isn't, even though it seems like it, it isn't the last game of the series, they do play them one more time uh, on Monday. So you have Michael Lorenzen on the mound looking for another great game to back up an already really good game, his last outing. And Mike Trout would help that in the top of the first with this home run. Well hit out to right center field. That one's got more than a chance. That one's gone. What a swing by Trout. Right center carries it out here. And that would be off of Dallas Keuchel, someone that Trout has had a lot of success about. They're talking about it on the broadcast that Angels in general have struggled against Dallas, but for whatever reason, um, Mike has really, really worked him, and he did it again after that solo shot, making it 1-0. Angels will end up adding another one, uh, another two out in the third inning, making it 3-0. And this is all on the back of Michael Lorenzen just absolutely dominating and absolutely uh showing that he can be a starting pitcher. Again, that was a lot of the question coming into this year was, is he a starting pitcher? Can he start for this team? Where does he fall in the rotation for this team? Is he going to be one of those guys that is uh, in and out? Is he one of those guys that eventually is going to work his way to the bullpen? But over his last two starts, and even even if you take away that uh, Texas start against the Rangers, where I've mentioned this before, I just felt like he was trying too hard. And it seems like whatever was – hurting him or what he whatever he was trying to do too much then he has definitely fixed because you take away that texas start this is the third start of the year and he's been absolutely lights out a really good pickup for the angels so far but in the fourth andrew velasquez would double on a fly ball to center field max dassey would score to make the score four zero Velasquez swings instead, hits a fly ball out to left field. Pollock was in shallow. He turns his numbers to the infield. It's off the base of the fence. Stassi will score easily. 4-0 Angels. So it would stay 4-0 all the way to the top of the ninth. Again, uh, Michael Lorenzen almost went for the complete game shutout. But before he went to that, we went to the top of the ninth where Jack Mayfield came in to pitch hit for Shohei Otani. And we'll talk about a, how Jack Mayfield's back on the on the roster, and B, why he is pitch hitting for Shohei Otani. But anyways, Jack Mayfield comes up to bat and gets a single off of Tanner Banks. And Mayfield serves the ball into center field. That'll dump in front of Robert. Five-nothing Angels. Two batters later, Joe Adele would come up and kind of have a weird kind of double. It still works. Mike Trout would score on this double from Joe Adele. Get through. It kicks off Harrison's foot. Trout scores easily. Mayfield to third, Adele to second, 6-0 Angels. Fortunately for the Angels, that would make the score 6-0. Now going into the bottom of the ninth, like I mentioned, Michael Lorenzen absolutely killing it, absolutely showing that he belongs in the starting rotation. Gets a chance to come in in the ninth inning and have a complete game shutout. This would be his long, or already was his longest outing of his career, and it would be his obviously his first complete game um, ever in the majors. So coming into the bottom of the ninth, unfortunately he would give up two back-to-back singles to start out the inning. Uh, 
then with one out, he ends up giving up a double, and the score is now six to two. I'm I'm glad that they are able to give him that opportunity to to start the ninth inning. After that first single, though, I was kind of even especially after that second single, I was really looking for them to pull the ripcord. Then he ended up getting an out, but then that double really hurt as far as making the score six to two. And those two runs that the Angels scored at the top of the inning were very, very important as Rossell Iglesias comes in to replace Michael Lorenzen. And so in the back of your mind, it's Rossell Iglesias. This should be easy, one, two, three, or not even one, two, three. He would just need one, two, as Michael was able to get one out in the inning. But as Angel fans know, for as good as Rossell Iglesias is in closing situations, he isn't very good at non-closing situations. And they kind of mentioned it in the broadcast. He kind of came in with a lazadaisical attitude and wasn't didn't seem as sharp as he normally is. And after striking out the very first batter he faces, he would then give up uh, three straight base hits, including a double to Josh Harrison. And that would make the score six to four. At that point, you have a mound visit. He would end up walking Yasmani Grandal and load the bases. And then right when you think it couldn't get any closer, again, it's it's six to four right now. So you still have a two-run lead, but the bases are loaded. He would end up hitting Jose Abreu to force in a run to make it six to five. At that point, Madden pulls uh, Rossell Iglesias ends up bringing in Ryan Tapera with the bases loaded, two outs. Luckily, he was able to get the final out. Uh, Gavin Sheets grounds the ball to Jared Walsh to escape from this game. And that's exactly what this was, an escape. Because going up 6-0 in the ninth, you kind of start thinking, you have it in the bag, this is it. A team that's struggling offensively, they might want to just fold and, and go into the next day. But Credit to the Chicago White Sox battling and making it really, really close. You're talking, you know, a base hit here or there can would have swung that whole inning around. And honestly, as Angel fans, we would probably would have been very, very disappointed. But it ended up working out. Like I talked about it with Michael Lorenzen. He ended up going eight in a third innings, nine hits, three runs, two walks, two strikeouts. The nine hit total is kind of high for me, but if you watch the game, you kind of see what he was doing. He he got a lot of ground balls, a lot of double plays to help him out of certain situations. And sometimes when you put the ball in play so much, they are going to find a hole here and there. But he was always able to get out of it until that very last inning. You look at some of the times he like the batters faced in the game, a lot of those innings was either three or four batters faced, almost the minimum. And a lot of those came from double plays here and there, giving up a leadoff base hit, but getting a double play or anything like that. So... Michael Lorenzen uh, did an absolutely great job lowering his ERA to 3.04 today. And, you know, outside of that ninth inning, he was absolutely locked down. Iglesias, on the other hand, really struggled, only getting one out, but giving up three hits, two runs, one walk, one strikeout. You got to have a feeling he's going to be back and um, able to perform sooner rather than later. The only thing now for me is that tomorrow when they do play the White Sox, there's a very good chance uh, Rossell Iglesias isn't going to be available to to save a game if it comes up. 
his pitch count was up above 24, I believe 25. As I look up his pitch count for, yeah, his pitch count was 26 for that one out. So in the back of my head, I'm kind of thinking now he will not be available for Monday. So some movement in the bullpen. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully, Patrick Sandoval, who is the starter on Monday, will be able to go deep into the game like he was last time. Again, he's still riding that zero ERA with 20 strikeouts so far this season. So if he's able to get deep into the game, that bullpen issue that was there today will not be one. And you are able to maybe use C loop, I'm guessing, tomorrow if there is a save opportunity. Again, I'm not necessarily thinking Iglesias is going to uh, be available after the day he had today and just the usage he's had over the last couple days. Let me talk about Athletic Greens real quick. I take Athletic Greens. It is something that I take every morning. And guess what? It's easy to drink, which for me, that's number one. It's not like all your other vitamin powders that have that real earthy taste to it. This is very easy to drink, which makes it easy for me to take every day. All it takes is a single scoop and water every day, cold water. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a full year supply for free with your first purchase. That's immune supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take your ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. Let me talk about our next sponsor, ColorCast. ColorCast is a live, audio-only sports talk platform, free to download and free to use. Talk to fans, athletes, and interact in real time, perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store. Create a profile and link your Twitter. That's all. Come with your spectacular takes. So some roster moves that happen before and during this uh, White Sox series. Starting from the very beginning of the week, we saw, or the beginning of the series, sorry, we saw David Fletcher be activated off the IL after um, a couple games with AAA Salt Lake. That corresponding move was Jack Mayfield being optioned down to AAA, but ended up staying with the team on the taxi squad. If you remember, um, when you are optioned, the team, the major league team has, uh, can keep, I think, like three or four guys on the quote-unquote taxi squad where they travel with the team, they stay with the major league team, they don't play in AAA, even though considered they're AAA players, for events like this where later on in the series Sunday morning we find out that Matt Duffy was placed on the IR or IL and because of that uh, Jack Mayfield was able to come back with the team uh, Matt Duffy it, it feels like it's kind of COVID-ish if you will normally when teams put players on the IL but don't give it a distinction like you know quad it's his shoulder it's his hamstring it's its knee it's or whatever nine times out of ten it is because of COVID and so that's what it kind of looks like it is right now uh we'll have to wait and see how it all plays out they didn't really come out and say anything else after the game about it but something to definitely keep your eye on with if it spreads in the locker room if they kind of got it before it 
it becomes a bigger issue with the team. Obviously, now with the vaccines and and all that stuff, players have the option of being vaccinated. So I believe the new kind of COVID protocol is that they don't really get tested unless they're showing symptoms. So it could be nothing. It could be something, but definitely something to keep your eye on for the next coming days. Another little bit of an injury news not too much known about it yet. Maybe tomorrow by the by the morning, by the 11 o'clock game tomorrow with the Chicago White Sox, we'll know more about it. But as we record, not a ton is known. Shohei Otani was lifted in Sunday's game for uh, right groin tightness, I believe. And that's when Jack Mayfield came in and got that RBI single. Uh, we don't know yet how severe, if how if it's going to be an IL stint, if it's just going to be maybe missing one or two games. But what we do know is that Otani talked to the press after the game on Sunday. He believes that he will be in the lineup on Monday. Now, Joe Madden has not confirmed that. I doubt he'll even say if he is or isn't until he has to put out his lineup the next day. But we'll see how it plays out. But that also kind of shifts a little bit of um, shifts the pitching a little bit. Uh, not sure if he's going to make his his next start. I believe his next start was going to be out in Boston on uh, on Tuesday. It was going to be out on Tuesday or Wednesday. But now the Angels are kind of posting TBD on the pitching uh, probables for the Boston series. But I did believe I heard right before I started recording that Noah Syndergaard will be coming back in the lineup on Tuesday in Boston. So great to see him back out there um, after dealing with the illness. He did have a bullpen on Saturday. I'm guessing everything went well. Uh, so Noah Syndergaard on Tuesday is looking like the guy that's going to start out that Boston series. So he, here comes here come the Angels full steam ahead. You know, you don't like to see it or even hear it about these injuries that are kind of popping up here and there. But I am here to tell you that that's normal. If Shohei misses two or three games, that's fine. You're going to have those all the time. The one thing the Angels cannot afford to do is have guys missing significant amount of time. I'm talking two, three, four weeks at a time. That's what will hurt this team. If a certain guy misses a game here and there or maybe three games, I don't think that's going to affect the team at all. I think this team, one thing we do know about this team, and we are in the beginning of May, so we're just around that month spot. We should be a month in if the lockout didn't happen, but I'm still kind of holding out the final thought on this team until the end of the May. I like to think about it like as in two months, Memorial Day-ish. Weekend is a good kind of barometer to kind of figure out what these teams are and who they are. But I I, I feel very comfortable in saying that if you were going to ask me how good are the Angels good, how good can they be at full strength and with the guys producing like people realistically think they can this team can really make a lot of noise and as we sit here again recording uh, the angels are two and a half games up on seattle in the al west uh houston is three and a half games back in that third spot so very nice to start out this season in first place very nice to start the season out with a plus 21 run differential and they talked about last year around the same time last year they were like a negative 12 or negative 15 run differential at the same time last year so you're talking about a 30 plus uh 
plus 30 run differential from you know the beginning of the month last season to the beginning month this season. So obviously, I think it's very, very apparent now that the Angels are definitely better than they were last year. Just got the hope and hold on to the fact that they can't sustain any severe injuries. And when, again, when I say severe, I'm talking about guys missing three, four weeks at a time. That will really hurt this team. But the guy missing a, a start here and there, um, a player you know, not starting for three days, I think that's, can, that can be fine. That can, a team like this can hold on to that, especially if it's not Trout, Rendon, Otani, uh, you know, Taylor Ward now, the way he's playing, he's one of those guys you can't afford to miss for a long period of time. But I guess the good news is with the whole David Fletcher thing is that if any one of those middle infield guys get hurt, it does seem like the Angels have enough depth there to get by, whether it's uh, Velasquez, uh, Fletcher, Duffy can play a little bit there, Wade, um, and 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 Mayfield, there's obviously there's, there's plenty of depth there in the middle infield. So even an injury there will not be very, won't hurt the team very much. But anything like I mentioned, Trout, Otani, I, I do think Rendon would hurt the team, and Taylor Taylor uh, Taylor Wade would or Taylor Ward, sorry, would really hurt this team because those guys are playing at a very high level. So another Ross move was made after the Saturday game. Jose Suarez, like we mentioned, has been struggling so far with the Angels. Um, and that rotation spot was optioned to Salt Lake Bees with Kenny Rosenberg being called up. And that's probably more so just to get some innings. We talked about how that very first game of the Chicago series was a bullpen game. So a lot of guys were used that game. After the rain delay on Saturday, uh, Jaime Barea came in and was able to pitch the rest of the game, which was good in the fact that he saved everybody else in the bullpen, but that also means he's going to be um, unavailable for a couple days. And honestly, with Barea pitching the same day as Suarez, it would not surprise me at all if we were to see Barea get a chance in that starting lineup, starting rotation, in Suarez's spot. Um the Angels are in a, in the middle of this 20 game stretch of games, you know, consecutively. So, they're definitely going to still need a six starter, especially with their next off day not coming until uh, a week from Wednesday. So, they still have the Boston series, then they come back home for Mother's Day weekend against the Washington Nationals and then uh the beginning of the week series against Tampa Bay in Anaheim. And then they will have a day off. So look out for that. Jaime Barea might be getting a shot to start a game coming up pretty quickly here in the spot of Jose Suarez. Angels really don't have a ton of other options in uh, the minor leagues right now. You look at some of the moves that are some of the guys that are on their 40-man roster and you want us to talk about Jonathan Diaz had a very good outing last time for Triple uh, A Salt Lake, but other than that, um, Jansen Junk hasn't pitched since beginning of April or the middle of April. Not sure what's going on there. He would be a guy that would normally kind of fit in that spot as far as coming up and making a, a spot start. But other than that, there's not a whole lot of starting pitchers out there on their 40-man roster where they can bring up. Now, of course, they could, 
you know, um, make a move and, and DFA someone to get some of these younger guys an opportunity. But I think it, it's, it's very important that they kind of keep the status quo. That six starter, yes, we would love for the Angels to win that game as well. That six starter isn't necessarily as important. I, what I look at for that six starter, whether it's Suarez or Berea or whoever um, fills that spot, is get through games as far as innings. If you give up four runs but are able to get through six, then I I take that as a W because a lot of times what you can't let happen is that your six starter only going four innings and now your bullpen's put in a spot where they're going to have to cover a lot of innings. And if it's a game the next day, then you, you run the risk of possible some of your guys not being available for the very next game, and that hurts the team in the long run. So we'll see how that six-man rotation spot plays out in the next week or so um, but again the angels as we record this now have at least guaranteed a split in the chicago series looking for the series win on monday morning 11 o'clock uh, for myself is going to be a radio game at work as i drive around but if they're able to win three out of four from chicago again you go back to what we've always talked about you win series especially on the road especially on the road whenever you can pick up a series on the road it's it it does a lot of good for this team. There's old, there's an old saying, you look to split on the road and win at home. But if you can win those series at on the road too and at home, you'll be doing some damage. So Angels look good. Angels are in the first place at the beginning of May. Not a lot of people, I'm guessing, outside of Angel fans would have predicted that. Um, we'll see how it goes. Boston is going to be a tough team as well. You always know that they can. They've been struggling. Like they've been struggling offensively for a while. Don't know if it's a cold weather or what, just like Chicago. But you see some of those guys in their lineup and you know that they can definitely break out of a slump really quickly. So hopefully the Angels pitching stays on top and able to limit any kind of offensive production from Boston going into this next series. And after that, they return home, like I mentioned before, for some home cooking, Mother's Day, um, against a team that, had been struggling, but a team that hasn't thought of to be doing to be do to do much this season. That's the Washington Nationals. So, if they could take advantage of a struggling uh, Red Sox team and take advantage of a, I hate to say Baltimore esque type of Washington Nationals because the Angels were not able to take advantage of Baltimore, they'll be in a really good spot before they play Tampa Bay, who is a really good team. So those two series coming up are going to be very important. And, again, if the Angels can win both those series, I believe there's three games each. So out of those six games, if they can pick up four, you know, obviously the Angels will stay in first place. And that's the biggest thing now. Just stay where you're at, hold serve, and continue to develop. Because, like I mentioned, I don't know if this team is who this team really is yet for probably another month. But if you can stay in first place as you find out who this team is, will do you a ton of good and – us Angel fans will love to watch more and more games. And now it seems like they got the Bally Sports West thing dialed in. They have the guys there in person now. Um, obviously, we'll see what happens when they come back home and they hit the road again later this season, if they're going to ever go back to that remote thing or if they have made the switch full-time now as far as sending uh, Matt Vaskersian and Gooby and Patrick, those guys – out on the road and able to do it in person. Now, I hope so. I hope that's the switch they made, but only time will tell. So we'll see what happens moving forward. Again, 
Thank you, everyone, for listening, downloading, subscribing, and uh, telling friends, telling your family members about this podcast. So moving forward a little bit now, I talked about a little bit last podcast, but this will be out Monday morning, Monday night on our Instagram page, Halo underscore Haven. The plan is to take on uh, Instagram live with guest Andrew from Angel's Top Place. So we are working some things out. It should work out. We, our schedules seem to be open. That will be at eight o'clock uh, West Coast time. So if you're listening in a different uh part of the states thank you but yeah so eight o'clock west coast time if for whatever reason andrew or or conflicts don't match up i will still do an instagram live taking questions so definitely want to make sure if you're not already follow us on instagram at halo underscore haven that will be out as a separate podcast this week and then at the end of this week on friday i will put out our yearly tradition uh, of a mother's day special this year talking to Alana Hicks, the mother of Austin Warren. So that was a lot of fun to talk to her. So it's going to be a busy week for the All Angels podcast, going to be a busy week for the Angels, and hopefully both come out on on top with a good product, uh, not only with the podcast, but also with Angels baseball. So plenty to look forward to. Make sure you subscribe and follow us, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, so you do not miss a single one. And thank you again for downloading and sharing with friends and family. So until next time, again, follow us Monday night, Instagram, 8 o'clock, Q&A. Be there. Get questions ready. So until then, I am Daniel Garcia, and this has been another edition of the All Angels Podcast. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, 
Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.